0: And then watching this movie With Mr. Rogers It's like uh, There's this whole moment Where they're like He was a lifelong Republican And you're like uh. But And they were like This is why he said things And then they like Immediately go off With his problems With Nixon And you're just like uh, You know what Again It's like uh, I think right now Especially in this political climate Someone's like They were Republican And you're like oh, Well
1: Well I now it's to. like It's yeah. like It's like Hey man you a blood Or you a crip Exactly Like it's so <laughs> hardcore now Like Jesus guys <laughs> I just want to like I have different thoughts about how taxes should be used That's it Exactly Exactly
0: (laughs) What up bro What up bro and welcome to Bra meets World. Well, that's Bra meets World. Your boy meets World fan cast. Welcome to episode 28. I'm C. And I'm your boy,
1: Tony Curtis. All right. And how you been? Yo. We're together right now. We're, we're, we're together. Guys, again. if you're listening to this episode and you're like, hey, this doesn't sound shitty, we are in the same room right now. <laughs> Which usually
0: helps. Yeah. Not
1: always. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, yeah, living on opposite sides of the country does uh, make our podcast sometimes challenging. So it's always nice when we get to do it live. Yep. Do it
0: live. Yeah, do it live. We'll do it live. All right. So uh, this episode, uh, again. This episode, bruh, it was so good. Oh, yes, you know what I have. I this is one of those episodes that I think is ingrained in my memory because of the subject matter it covers, how it covers it, um, and then the overall takeaway. I have, like not only does the show come back to this moment, but this is a very, very like big moment in my boy meets world memory. Sure, sure. Um, so, and uh, we are talking about
1: season two, episode five, uh, titled The Uninvited. Yeah, and like you said, this was an episode that I remembered, and to me, this is like one of those pivotal Corey and Sean episodes. Yes. Very much like, in the same way the Cherry Bomb episode really defined their friendship, I thought that this was an episode that really defined them as a duo. Um, exactly. And I, I, I so much to discuss. Let's exactly. Discuss yeah.
0: All right. All right. So, um, let's start with our "Tell me about it."
1: Tell me about it.
0: <laughs> all right. So, popular girl Melissa is hosting the first party of the school year, and Corey stresses over whether or not he'll be invited. Corey is relieved when he finally does score an invite, but is shocked when Sean does not. He debates the invitation and ultimately decides to attend, even if it means leaving Sean behind. However, once he arrives at the party, he learns that the invites were altered for a more parent-approved guest list, aka a geek party, and Sean is still the 7th grade king of cool.
1: First thoughts, um, I loved it. I thought it was such an interesting, uh, like... Dissection of what it means to be cool. Like the whole episode is like, I want to be cool. This is what's cool. Am I cool or aren't you cool? Yeah. Um, and, and just what it means. And I feel that every, like it was so well written. Yeah. So that everything that's happening throughout the episode really helps Corey get to where he needs to be. And I felt it was one of those more believable Boy Meets World episodes. Yes. Where I'm not just like, Corey, are you serious, bruh? Like, yeah. like, this just was like, oh, yeah. And then also I was like, I took a lot away from this from a 2018 perspective as well um, of just uh, like, I don't want to get too too into it, but just Corey is getting notoriety. He's getting pop. What he feels like is, Oh, people think I'm cool. And how does that change his behavior towards his friends? And in the age of social media, social media, I just thought that was such an interesting like concept of like, you know getting validation from people that you don't even know to try to be what you think is cool and then away alienating yourself from people who know who you genuinely are exactly i no but- no i think
0: i think you're right i really like that you brought that parallel in already like the social media part of it but then uh for me it also helps just as an adult because um i just remember again when you're moving out and you're in a new city and you're trying to like find people or like um, I don't know It's just like You're single And you're young And you're like Trying to do things There is like this Feeling of like Am I missing out on stuff Or should I be here Or should I be there FOMO And I had Yeah And I had a friend Who was like Dude It's like a, I'm never trying to be anywhere Because yeah. for When when you matter Then wherever you are Is the place to be You know what I mean And, and I think that that was what I saw in this episode. Totally. And I was like, oh my god! So let's uh, let's let's just
1: uh, go in for a little bit. Um, so on this episode. Oh wait. Okay. So yeah. I have to talk about this. Um, right off the bat. Alan bought dick
0: pills (laughs) so
1: you will wait you will wait until we get because
0: what we have to do first of all is a roll call oh roll call yeah yeah. so we get two new classmates uh, on this episode um we didn't get the first name of one of them i just have miss wilder uh calls her miss wilder and then we get melissa harrington
1: who is a world-class bitch yes not like her i mean i was like yeah like when she's walking through the hallway it's just like the the entire time i was like there's nothing we're redeemable about her. This is just it reminded me of the girls from the first season that yeah, like strong Eric came on. Them that was just one. like, wow, Boy Meets World knows how to write a bitchy teenage girl.
0: <laughs> they do it so well. <laughs> I wonder what that's about. And but you know what? It's not just Boy Meets World. Bitchy teenage girls were like a thing. I think since Heather's, it was like
1: yeah, you know, like Heather's,
0: yeah. But like if you watch, remember Full House? There was uh, the one girl who I can't
1: think of. No, right now. when DJ started to go into high school, yeah, that exactly. Would throw her exactly. All that shade. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And then Sabrina
1: the Teenage Witch. You had the uh, bully at her high school. Well, no, I mean like, even if you go back to like uh, Teen Witch in the eighties or like some yeah. of these other things, there's always like that popular girl who's Just mean. Yeah, a bitch.
0: And, and it seems
1: like too it's like the more popular you get, the more bitchy. You're allowed to be And just like uh, Ain't that the damn truth
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well I don't know I mean I feel like I'm trying to think now If we do it a little bit differently Because I do feel that I'm trying to think of just some movies where it's like a the person's popular, but that's not necessarily. I mean, they
1: they're, they're not inherently a bitch.
0: You know, sometimes it's like, oh, I'm misunderstood, or like
1: I, I, I guess I think about like like divas, like musicians divas, oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Uh, again, you're going back to like media, yeah, oh yeah, and just like real life people, like uh, the, the Real Housewives. If you told me so and so was a bitch, I'd be like. Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) But I feel like, I feel that what we're talking about are two, not two different things, but it's like, uh, that's two different levels of popularity. There's people who are popular, and they're popular because they start drama. Just like there's that couple in high school where it's like everyone knows what's going on, that's because they're always, you know, doing something. And then there are the people who are cool where it's like, you know nothing about them. Sure. And they're nice
1: but you just don't have access to their circle. So Melissa, (laughs) why is she so popular? Because to me it seems like it's only because she's pretty. She's pretty and she's developing. This is high school. What more do you want? Like, I have to say it's really funny because they
0: even kind of talk about that, which I want to get into it. There's a a point where she goes,
1: Once mom and dad nicks all the guys like Sean then none of the girls are going to show up. Since none of the girls show up, none of the regular guys come I can't believe my parents did this to me. Um, By the way, and you're like a- she's saying this to Corey. She insults Corey to his face continuously throughout that entire party.
0: That's what got me. I was like, dude, you're like saying that he's below the regular guys to his face. He's right there. And that's why
1: she's a bitch. It's not because she's mean, she's mean to people's faces. Like, at least have the courtesy to be mean behind her. Do it behind my
0: back like Jeez. I'm a person. Alright, but yeah, so that's Melissa And now let's get into the episode So you're right, the first note I have Is Alan buys dick pills (laughs) Alan buys
1: dick pills And it's so funny because I know this from this episode and really The next episode too, um the, the content of the jokes Is getting much more mature There's so much sex in these yeah. jokes yeah. And I was like, wow We're we're second season, seventh grade And we're getting these <laughs> sex jokes Seventh
0: grade, and we are like there Because again, Alan is just like Oh, they help me last longer right? You're like our endurance pills And you're just like a what? Because he's like, I got them for you. And you're like, oh, my God, this is Viagra. Yeah. Like, it's like a
1: <laughs> and I, I don't know that it was Viagra. I think it would be similar to, like, those little pills you see at the gas station. Yeah, exactly. Those male enhancement pills. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought it was really funny how he it seems to be going through this middle-life crisis. <sighs> You know how I feel about Alan, and uh, man, he and is just the worst with it. He is well, like the
0: he has so much insecurity, and I wanna I wanna start watching other '90s shows and seeing if this is how Alan is written, or if this like is a cultural thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, just like they just do it so much with Alan. Every scene with Alan is him being insecure in some way, shape, or form. And you're like, dude, just calm down. Like the whole point that he needs to, he's like, I'm getting old. I just turned forty. Yeah, forty is nothing, by the way. Sure. Um, and then he's like, I just turned forty. I need to go prove myself by playing basketball with my homies, which you know God, I should the do. appropriation <laughs> there.
1: I'm gonna go play b-ball with my homies. And no, like, Alan, you know what? You're, you're not. You're back to it. was like the universe was
0: like, Nah, son. <laughs> nah.
1: <laughs> because Sit down. you
0: said that, Take all of blackness yeah. took over. The powers that be felt it. But, like, seriously, it was a moment where I was like, okay, first of all,
1: B ball with my homies is, we're just gonna. I'm so glad you said that because I I did that and then I put (laughs) eye rolling emojis in my notes. That's not something I could communicate (laughs) to you. That was just for me.
0: (laughs) And then, um, like, this whole needing to prove yourself and then having your back out, but then, like,
1: too prideful to say you're, you're well, you one, hurt yourself. one thing I will say in regards to like watching other 90s shows I, I haven't gone back to specifically look for it but I remember the men being very insecure I remember like think about how often like Tim Allen on the home improvement would just like needed to fix something and be the one who fixed something Uncle Jesse and his hair and how important his hair was to yeah, him that's actually really true it's, it's something that they just it was a, a, a way to make men vulnerable to an audience I think is to ha- present them with an insecurity versus being like this macho man who fixes everything i think for a family show it was important to show softer sides of men and that's how they did it
0: okay you know honestly it's funny that you say that because i remember seeing something that was talking about um maybe it was you i don't remember but someone was talking about home improvement and how it's actually just a show about his insecurities and about him learning to be uh, a different kind of man. Yeah. Uh, and not, you know, like, he's very mo, ho yeah. and macho, but, like, you have Al, you have Wilson, you have, like, him raising these boys sure. who aren't all, like, this picture-perfect uh, well, yeah. ideal of masculinity. So I think that... I can't remember what it was, but someone was talking about that it's actually, uh, as much as it has machismo on the front, it's actually really about the different ways of being a man.
1: Yeah, and now that... I mean, I didn't say that to you, but I really like that idea because everything in uh, just a sidetrack on home improvement for a second everything that uh he encounters on the show are the people saying this is why you shouldn't be what you're you are Mm -hmm. like with his with his wife with his kids with his friends everything is just like no you're you're being ridiculous like just be a person and at the end of every episode he's like yeah you're right i should you know and so it it becomes a trope that i think is evident on a lot of the 90s White male based sitcoms I
0: mean alright so we'll give it to you Alright Alan you are allowed to, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to complain about your back If that's the way that we get a more he, sensitive No
1: back. no no let's one Real fast <laughs> the reason he Throws his back out is cause he was Lightly tossing <laughs> Magazines and he Threw his back out are you kidding me well, boy, So bro? here's the
0: thing I mean I'm not saying that that's outrageous But I immediately was like oh dude works In a grocery store the wow. idea that Allen is not properly lifting with his knees. is completely realistic. Yeah, I guess. And you're right. <laughs> I feel like it was just like he did something, and his back was like, "That was it. We're done." You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. That yeah. was just that was just my thought. Yeah. Uh, but uh, at the same time, yeah, it's just like. A, but I have to admit. I'm kind of scared of that moment. I'm scared because you see it all the time in TV and I'm kinda of hoping it's like quicksand. The, what what mo- the moment? The moment where it's like you get to an age where you, you did nothing. You did absolutely nothing. You toss the paper or you Oh, like, and then you just, put on your yeah. hat and like your back is just like done. Hey bro, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, there are just those moments where someone's like, No, I'm cool, and then they do this and they're like, Oh my god, I can't move. And again, it's a very big one TV, I've seen it a lot. Yeah, but I'm like hoping it's like quicksand, or it's like it's something that TV hijacks. Quicksand.
1: (laughs) I've never seen it in real life. (laughs) Exactly. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That's quicksand. Okay. What was that John Mulaney who was like, I thought quicksand was going to be a way bigger deal than what it was?
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. So um, then from there, we go to school where the boys are like well Feen- notes yeah. and like Feeny is stuff.
1: discussing the invention of the postal service as i didn't even i literally didn't even pay attention to that as <laughs> literally every person in this class is exchanging notes and as he's walking through the aisles, he picks up notes picks up notes and he starts reading them out loud a lot of the things about this one has this ever happened to you yes
0: uh, not not to me personally, but I have had... To, oh, dude, I have a great story for that. Uh, I have had teachers who would, like, confiscate notes and then read them aloud. Uh, again, I don't think any of them were ever my notes. I actually have a box of notes from high school that kept them for some reason, and I still have them. But uh, that... I will say, once in college, in college, I had a notebook where me and this other classmate was shit-talking the professor. Like, just like, blah, 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 blah. I left the notebook... in the classroom the next class he read aloud everything he didn't say whose it was but since you know I owned it he read it aloud the entire conversation back and like and the back and forth that was a very humbling moment
1: (laughs) how did that make you
0: feel (laughs) it was a very humbling moment you're like oh shit this is what they mean by paper trail yeah
1: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, very much like you, I had a notebook. I didn't actually pass notes because to me that seemed overtly obvious, as it should be to every person in this class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I've had notes read. I can't remember a specific moment, but I for sure have had notes read. And I always thought I was like – i don't really think this is a cool thing for a teacher to do because uh, i just feel like that kids are just in such a vulnerable place in this age that like if someone felt the need to pass a note i'm gonna assume it was a private i know and i understand you want to teach a lesson i don't know that this is the best way to do that do you think they still pass notes like do do No. Oh, I like, they we have, have phones. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: No. Like I don't understand why you would, but I was just like, I don't like know I look same.
1: down at my watch and I have a message That's there. That's a very good point.
0: I don't I I don't know. I didn't think anyone still wrote notes, but like that kind of makes
1: me sad. I like yeah, right? Yeah. And it was just kind of cool. I have a box full of notes. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things you can keep and like you have little doodles and <laughs> exactly. like Oh, man. So, anyway, all that happens,
0: but like the the main point of this whole scene is that um Feeney reads out loud that Corey wants to know if the party that Melissa's throwing will be a make-up party, is what Feeney says. But of course, we know that he means make-out party. And he, Corey gets teased, and there's like yeah. this whole moment of Melissa being a bitch. And, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, yeah, so you... you well, you. yeah, I was just going to say that Corey asking if it was a make-out party, to me, seemed like... Corey, little Corey Matthews, asking <laughs> if this is a makeout party. I just thought that was a huge jump for his character to even like assume or like think about that. And like, and now I'm like, of course, like this is the age, it just makes sense. But this is one of those things that I remember Corey from first season, yeah, who got kissed by Topanga yeah. and was just like frozen. Well, see,
0: I feel like it's kind of a balance of things, I feel that it's a, Corey getting older and, of course, wanting to, you know, participate. But also, Corey's filled with anxiety. Yeah. And I feel that, like, Corey wanting to know if it was a makeout party quite possibly could have been him being like, a, uh, should I be worried about this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, a, is this something that I need to prepare for? Should I go practice on my pillow? Yeah, I think hours? it was
1: more of that, too. I think yeah. it was more of just him, like, being insecure and just wondering, like, am I going to be in a position where I'm going to be over my head? Which he totally was yeah exactly (laughs) the the other thing is that like uh when Feeney's like oh no he meant make out party and then like the class starts laughing a little bit and Sean burns Corey by being like uh yeah who would invite you or something like that or like I I don't know he says something into it I do remember that moment. kind of just kind of throw to the class that Corey's kind of a nerd which I just thought I was like it's one of those brotherly things. Yeah, it's yeah. A,
0: you would totally rag on your friend. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's ragging on a friend. It's one of those things where it's like if anyone else would have. Um spoken up. Like, if Kenny would have just yeah. said something to Corey in that moment, uh, Sean would have been like, hey, you don't get to say anything about him. I get to say something yeah. about him. So, yeah, that, that's my whole uh, take from it. Yeah. But, the again, yeah. what happens is Corey kind of sets it up for us that this Melissa girl is one of the most popular girls in school. She's throwing this party, and what I thought was interesting is she has not said anything about the party. We don't hear her talking and hyping up the party. Corey Is the one narrating this story, and Corey says, "Whoever gets invited is the cool people." And Corey makes the
1: uh,
0: allotment that getting one means something, and not getting one means something else. And of course, us as the audience, you either choose to go along with Corey, or you like, and you you know enough about television to know that this is going to flip on him. Sure. What I'm just saying is, no one, not a single student, has made has labeled this the cool
1: party. Well, I will argue that the slow motion scene when she hands out the invitation But again, that's from his
0: point of view. Yeah. That's
1: not, again,
0: Sean doesn't look at it that way. Corey is the one Who's just like This is such a big moment Well Sean is just like Yeah Go figure out Why I wasn't invited Well, no 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 And this is what I'm glad we're getting into this For a few things I want to I back up One That slow mo moment At first I was like So cheesy But then I thought about it And I was like No When you're that age This is one of those The big moments Heart pounding moments Where everything slows
1: down Because and- at that age There's nothing more important Than the world like, exactly. like we as adults Have so many responsibilities That we can't care about anything that much, exactly. As a kid, could. and and Corey is just like his world is literally slowing down
0: with this, uh, so much so that he closes his eyes because it's almost too painful. And then she hands him an invitation, and he immediately thinks, "Oh my God, we got it." But what I found very interesting about this scene is one: Corey, of course, assumes that Sean has wine, and he's like in his world and he thinks that yes we've made it we're on top because in his mind if he's going sean's going and sean's automatically the better of the two of them so yeah. you know it's kind of like this we've talked about codependency a, a little bit before on the show but i do like that they kind of hit on the fact that Corey doesn't really have a self-worth his self-worth i was gonna say the
1: self-esteem to of all the men in this episode because really when you think about it like like alan has a ton of self-esteem issues Corey's having a ton of self-esteem issues um we're gonna get to harley and frankie and joey that insecurity is next level (laughs) Um,
0: we kind of went over that but we could skip that part but we gotta go back yeah keep going
1: going. um but yeah so i do think it becomes very evident that like we learned throughout the episode cory legit thinks sean is better than him exactly and it's it's just one of those things where it's just like sad to see that because we all felt that way about some of our friends when yeah. we were in, in that age. Yes. And it like and it's so funny because I think Sean would assume the opposite about Corey because of his class. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just interesting, like the perception of what cool is to different people. Yeah. So that's really
0: important. Uh, And then also, what I noted about the scene when she hands out the invitation is that Sean immediately, they show Sean and Sean realizes he doesn't have one. But Sean does not make a big deal out of it, even though he clearly wants to go. And he does not want to harsh. He doesn't even bring up that he didn't get one. Yeah. Because Corey's like, let us go look at our invitations
1: and bask in the sunlight that's the only time he brings it up. Corey has this little funny moment where he's like, uh, class? We don't need no stinking class. We got an invite. Uh, but, and Ben really shines that Exactly.
0: Well, but, but what I'm saying is uh, Sean understands how important this moment is it's to, to Corey, Corey. And he does not. He doesn't want to take away to, from yeah. it.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, what are we going to do? You're going to go to their party. I'm not going to a party that you're not invited to.
1: Oh, don't sweat it, Corey. Go grab a
0: burger and, show you and now, And for me, I was like, whoa, that's such a big thing to show and show so subtly because they don't yeah. they don't he doesn't bring it up. He's not like, hey, Corey, I didn't get an invite or uh,
1: which I imagine Corey would have been to show. Oh, yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is almost all of this comes from
0: Corey pushing Corey's like, we got an invite. No, I didn't get an invite. Um, Corey's like, a, well, there must be some mistake. Let it go. Yeah. Um, do you want me to talk to her? If you please, like you know, yeah. like, Sean has some problems and some insecurities, but he he's not even insecure about his position as a cool person. He's just way more. Oh, sorry, he is insecure about his uh, position as a cool person because uh, if he believes everything that Corey's been saying, this was the party to get invited to, yeah. and he didn't get invited. But Sean doesn't go like Corey, I and mean, it's like why didn't i get invited what's going on sean's just like that's the way it goes you don't get invited to every yeah. party and he doesn't want to take away from Corey's moment and again it's just like oh god their relationship is so precious sure
1: <laughs> and i just think it's just one of those moments where you really see how much sean loves cory exactly And that's and, what I and that's something i got throughout the entire episode even like not to jump to the end but like, Sean is really willing to ditch anyone for his for his friend at yeah. the moment's notice, yeah. and I thought that was just really good. Um, we need to go back and talk about it. Okay, so Bob. yeah,
0: we missed this part. There's a so. part where it's kind of, for some reason... I guess, like, either, either filler or, like, they didn't really have much for, like, the B story uh, with Alan in his back because we get these little snippets of Harley. What do you want to call their gang? We need a
1: name for their gang. Yeah. I don't know. Because uh, they're kind of like like this weird, like, like beatnik yeah, it's vibe like, it's like a, again it's, it's, they're like greasers but they're guys <laughs> if you're listening and you have any ideas for what we should call their gang please let us please know. let us know because yeah.
0: I'm with you I think we should call this this little trio something yeah but um it's Anyway, we get a little – we get two snippets with them, but it's comedy gold.
1: It's comedy gold, but it just shows like everyone is rife with insecurity. From the moment that Corey walks out of class, Harley comes up to him and he's like, hey, baboon, I'm still pissed at you for sitting in my seat at lunch last Tuesday. And it's like (laughs) – Bro, you don't have anything better to care about no, at all, know, no, no, a no. little bit. It'll be his seat until he decides
0: <laughs> to graduate senior year. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, so yeah. Wait, 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 wait. But then we get to Frankie.
1: Everybody knows it's always been Holly's chair, it's
0: always going to be Holly's chair every year that he's a senior. Is that right, Frankie?
1: <laughs> what are you saying i like my sister (laughs) this is the second time that we've had an encounter between joey and frankie where for no reason frankie just spouts out the most wild insecure issues and this time joey actually supports it by saying oh no but i do think your family is quite close (laughs) which makes me revisit the whole what are you saying that i'm gay well again i think what's What's really interesting about this, and
0: you and I will, like, continue to do this every time, because I feel like we are going to get a lot, like, this ongoing story arc that, like, when it was broken into pieces, no one noticed, but I'm really starting to see things. And what I'm saying about that is with Frankie and Joey, Frankie is clearly, like, this very sensitive individual who lets little pieces of himself out. But Frank uh, So Joey's uh, very sensitive to Frankie's plight he's never like he doesn't mock him and he doesn't fear him he's just almost always
1: like no 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 I'm not like he's like it's not a bad thing <laughs> can I can yeah, I be 100 with you yeah, yeah. I think jo- I think Joey's an amazing friend oh yeah absolutely he cares <laughs> so much about Frankie and Harley like I don't even think he's a bad person I think he's just trying to be a, a good to his friends yeah. so I don't even like think of him as a thug like Harley is is more the thug but Frankie and Joey they just don't have better robots. Well, Harley exactly.
0: Harley's the thug. Harley's the problem maker. Frankie's the muscle, but he's also
1: just the muscle because he's that big in high school. And that's all it is. It was just his plight. He doesn't even (laughs) want to do it.
0: And Joey's just there for support. And I I love it because
1: it's this thing you know, where, where, where go? I was gonna say Joey and Frankie remind me of you know how you're in school and you learn how like um, some fish live off of other yes, fish yes, but yes. they help eat the bacteria like they yeah. help each other symbiotic that's, relationship yes. yeah, yeah 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 Joey <laughs> and Frankie I, I agree
0: I think it's, it's really funny to like see them and I feel that we'll have to watch it but I think they even kind of make a joke like they're the Corey and Sean of, of the, the underworld, underworld. Yeah, yeah yeah of the underworld and I think that's what it is they really are they have this very supportive
1: friend 100%. That uh,
0: is is from a place of nothing but love. And I really, really like that. And again, it's a really funny joke where he's just like, I'm just saying, your family's a little close.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I really do think that both of these guys show that how important mental health is as well. (laughs) Because like you have Frankie obviously dealing with some really like issues at home. And then you also have old ass Harley um, who by the way probably needs someone of Mister Matthews' vitamins because he's clearly <laughs> taking out some ed issues on these children Very possible, yeah he is way too old for this school i just <laughs> want to throw that out there one more time i feel like he is a full-grown adult
0: <laughs> okay uh moving on moving on we, we go to the cafeteria and all right so I've kind of mentioned this before, but again, this will be my section called Turn On by Mr. Turner. Oh, yeah. Because this scene, I I promise you. So when I see Mr. Turner, usually I'm not always just like gaga over him because the dude's an actor and it's whatever. But there are moments where they give this man a
1: scene and I'm just like... What, I, what was I supposed to do with that? I wrote down, Mr. Turner's soda machine move was so damn sexy. <laughs> that It was. It was. I was like, fuck this guy's. Crazy. Yes. Like, wh- all right. All right. It
0: was sexy as fuck. He, yeah. That soda can move, I have no idea how they shot it, what it was you about. You
1: know he pounds ass. Bro, oh, my God, off of that.
0: dude. I could not. I just literally, I saw that and I was like. I got to write this down.
1: <laughs> it was just like, a, it was such a moment. And you know, what's so cool about him too, is that he always makes time for these boys. Like yeah. he makes he talks to them like, Hey, I'm your friend. What's up? He never comes at them from a, like, even like I'm an adult, you're a kid. It's yeah. never that he, he, and I think what's great about that is that you see Corey, Whenever he has an issue, he'll talk to Mr. Turner the same way he'll talk to Sean or Eric or anyone yeah. else. So, And I love that well, about Well,
0: actually, so it's – he combines it. He combines it the same way that he used to talk to Mr. Feeney or Alan when he has a question. Yeah. Um, but in a casual manner like he would Sean or, or, sure. or, or, or Eric. And uh, I think that's really important because – Mr. Turner is brought in to get... It's kind of messed up. that He's kind of there to be a father figure to Corey. Well, he ends up being one for Sean. I know, but
1: he's... But But he is taking storylines away from Alan. Exactly. Which... I'm fine with it <laughs> yeah, go, I can't really say that I have a problem With it cause <laughs> Like by the way did you realize Morgan wasn't in this episode <laughs>
0: Nope didn't nope. at all and you were fine with it <laughs> I, I also I remain to note that It's like I like how we're using the Family we use the family for just the right Amounts just for what we need They get a little
1: storyline And and that's it that's all we need Yeah this is a balance that works so Yeah. And- so
0: it's uh but anyway Um He comes and he gives Corey advice, and it's really funny because they do that whole thing uh, kind of like what they did last episode. Where it was like if I had done to me, what you had done to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. Where he's just kind of like this point where he's like, "Well, it seems like you already made up your mind. So why are you even coming to me for advice?" Well,
1: what I will say is that I felt that Corey was really articulate with his emotions when he was talking to Mr. Turner because he was like, "You know what, uh, Mr. Turner, I got invited to this party and everyone's making it seem like I'm I'm popular and cool, and it makes me feel really good about myself. And even though my buddy didn't get invited to this, like, I still really want to go because it makes me f- like feel like." I'm important which i don't know that as a 12 year old or 13 year old whatever he's supposed to be i would have ever been able to articulate my emotions like that as clearly to an adult about what i'm going through and i just thought it was really mature of Corey.
0: yeah and i i think it's also written in a way and at a time it said at a time that is naturally Corey. you yeah. know like there are, sometimes they'll write dialogue where you're like why why would you, this was clearly written by someone sure but the level of self-awareness and why you're doing what you're doing but still wanting to do it is very much in line with yeah. cory um and it goes back to that whole thing where it's like Corey has a dilemma where everyone knows the decision Corey's is going to make
1: but Corey. yeah but you still need to see him walk through it question for you yes what's the rule your best friend gets invited to a party do you go uh, it depends on Because here's the thing it, It's definitely It's like
0: one of those things Where it's like If you both wanted to go uh, Then yeah You don't go You know that's the thing It's like yeah. If you both wanted to go And you could But your friend couldn't And it's like Nah you dude We'll catch something else Yeah uh, But if it's one of those things Where it's like You both wanted to go And you both wanted to smash And there's a good chance That one of you will smash Then your friends would be like Boy if
1: you don't go you know? Yeah 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 You're a bad friend if you don't I think it's age dependent because as an adult, I don't think it's a big deal. But well, as again,
0: like, I mean, depending on what it is, there's certain things. Like, for example, say
1: say for example, you guys are siege. If you get invited uh-huh. to a P.D. white boat party, as jealous <laughs> See, as I'm gonna more, be, I'm gonna be like, bruh, you're dumb if you yeah, don't go. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But that's a completely that's a completely different opportunity. That's what I'm saying. It's like a what's attainable and what's not. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, a, okay. it's like a P. Diddy party on a boat and you can't get in. It's just like, a, uh. but how many times was like, for example, let's just say, for example, yeah. all your friends are going to a club. Everyone's there. You're excited. You know, you're you go to the door and your friend
1: forgot their ID so they can't get in and you can't. Well, you know what? Okay, when you say it like that, that's true. Because I've I've been hanging out with like uh like. You know, I've been with large groups Even with my yeah. cousins where we'll go out clubbing yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, so-and-so isn't 21 yet exactly. So it's like, alright, well we're not going to leave them out Again,
0: and that's, that's what this is The stakes are kind of similar to that Where it's like, a, it's not that Sean couldn't go Sean, There was just something preventing Sean sure. from going in. And this party wasn't like a once-in-a-lifetime thing This was just the party And again, it was the party in Corey's head Yeah, But it's just like, a, that's why for me that whole thing of if you can't if you can't go to a, a spot and have fun with your friends, then it's probably not worth going to, sure. especially if your friends are being excluded for something that has nothing to do with it.
1: And I think that's also the lesson that Corey needs to learn and does learn is that nothing is really fun if you're not with the people that make it fun. Exactly. Be- oh, we're going to get there. All right. So um, oh, I, one, one ahead, thing I did ahead. want to say is that I realized that um, Mr. Turner looks exactly like Frank Stallone, uh, <laughs> Sly-, Sly Stallone's brother. i I honestly haven't if you google frank stallone sylvester (laughs) stallone's brother he looks exactly you know what yeah Yeah, let's pull this up oh you're kind of right you're kind oh wow yeah that look at that yeah
0: yeah you're right i'll give him that i'll give him that yeah Yeah, he kind of looks he does look exactly like him um and who knows what they were going for
1: i honestly don't know i you know what when i think back on like because I, I feel like Mr. Turner walked off the set of, like, Melrose Place. You, you said this before. Yeah, and, and I think that's just the look of the time. Like, that's, that's just how guys look. just don't, like, he, anyway, he's amazing.
0: Um, but all I wanted to say was a little bit of advice that he gives Corey, which is that,
1: um, Oh, he has the female. Just don't get carried away by what other people think. Of course not. Why not? Because <laughs> that wouldn't be cool. And he says it it in the coolest way possible. (laughs) And it is true. It's like one of those things where you want so bad to be cool, but the more you care about being cool, the less cool you are. Exactly. Um, So we also get the little bit of Corey um,
0: (laughs) – I love this thing where it's like Corey is – in the bathroom getting ready and he like puts on like like you know eric's just making fun of him i forgot like they have like this little back and forth but he does that thing where he bathes and cologne, cologne which is such a
1: 7th grader <laughs> thing to do and man the i the, hated it oh yo like the, the, the axe locker body the spray. Axe body spray situation <laughs> in our middle school was out of control
0: the act, the smell of like teenage boy bo
1: and Axe body spray has made me hate Axe body. Well, spray. it's always intertwined <laughs> with yeah. the bo. It's like I don't think these people understood. Like, yeah, you can play basketball, that's fine, but like just spraying the Axe won't cover well, up. See, the
0: problem was Axe never showed people showering, then putting it on. Yeah, it only showed people spraying themselves, and so you had a generation of dudes who were like, "Oh, this is fine. This is doing everything," and yeah. you're like.
1: That's not how bacteria works at all. And for whatever <laughs> I don't I felt like I don't when did Axe come out? Because it feels like it came out just as we were coming bitch Like axe
0: came out for us, for yeah. our age, and it was like big from sixth grade to like 12th grade. Uh, and okay. So it was literally our generation, and
1: I feel I don't know how girls touched a single guy during yeah. that era. <laughs> because like, we're yeah. really sorry, ladies. We didn't know. We didn't know. B-O and Axe Body Spray is just. Just to this day, I hate it. Siege, so much. Siege. Hand on the Bible. <laughs> what was your act situation? Did I have it? Yeah. Of course I had it.
0: Absolutely. It's cool <laughs> like, like oh cool first, or something like that. <laughs> did I have? Of course. But did uh, I did I move on at like and <laughs> at, at age appropriately? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like I think probably before. I'm trying to think. So honestly, I, I think it was I, I'm pretty sure it was uh junior year when i played football and again just the smell of the locker rooms
1: and that combination made me be like never again <laughs> like, <laughs> and there was also that thing when you were that age where you didn't know the difference between good cologne and bad cologne where <laughs> i literally would just go to the cvs and grab like a two liter brute <laughs> <laughs> really fruit you should be ashamed of I, yourself. I didn't know- I think I saw, like, I went to a bathroom and I saw a guy had it and I was like, oh, that's what cologne is. Like, I just didn't know.
0: know. Honestly, at 16, I take it back, it had to be uh, at 16 because... Uh, I worked at a, a bathroom valet and they had all the cologne so I got yeah. the little bottle of Curve. Uh, yeah, the I'm Curve. Smelling good in that oh. Curve.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I remember that being such a cool thing Like whenever I went to like my older cousin's rooms and they had like, oh man, you got that Michael Jordan cologne? Damn. Michael <laughs> <laughs> Jordan cologne? Oh yeah, bro. Cause that's what you want to smell like. Um, um, you smell I, like a winner. <laughs> oh, so we're back to Alan's dick issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. So now he's on the couch and he's not moving. He's, and but this is where we learn he's only forty. Feeny comes in and he's just like, "Bro, you want to go work out? Like, do you want to do something?" It's all a setup from Amy. But what I do mind is.
0: Feeny, this is when Feeney's like, look, I get $50 if you sign up. I'm on a teacher's salary. Yeah. And you're like, again, they are hitting you with the... Feeney doesn't make that much money. No, yeah. <laughs> And I kind of like that they hit that every once in a while because
1: teachers are... Sure, and, sure. and you know what? If I just... I think i would be able to look the other way if they just had a different house like to (laughs) me just like even like roseanne level house like would be more realistic to me um you know it's more of the exterior it's the exterior shop because it wouldn't make sense for feeney to have a house that's super nice either i i don't know yeah i mean but again my whole thing is my all my theory is they got these houses back when the housing market was sure, in their favor, sure, sure. and they've just ridden it out. Can we talk <laughs> about how Corey walks in on Amy trying to get out yes! of the couch? And she's like, "It's not even dark yet." <laughs> Another sex joke. Like he he walks in and makes a joke about his parents fucking, and then it's just like, <laughs> "Oh, by the way, I got invited to a party, guys."
0: Yeah, well, I do like uh, Amy's. Like she says something along the lines of, "Again, Amy being the good parent." Yeah, she's just like a who. Where's this party That I know nothing about i yeah. like yes You know what Amy parenting points
1: Amy gets all the Parenting <laughs> points Because later on When Corey's on the way To his party um, She's like Hey by the way Tell Melissa's mom Thank you for inviting me Again, To the party Again showing manners in the most passive like, And to me that's That's the most mom thing I've ever <laughs> seen on television By the way When you go over there Tell so and so thank exactly. you Exactly Like
0: that's Again, Amy Amy parenting points Are like through the roof I love it Yeah um, And I do like How like they even like say that Alan's going to get up off the couch to go pick up Corey. Again, it's it's a stupid B story, yeah, but it is I, a B story yeah. and it does give us Alan
1: and dick pills. So Well, I'll it's lie. funny because uh, the other thing is that Amy jokes about, she's like, uh, Corey's like, it's a boy-girl party and he's, she's like, well, excuse me, Wilt Chamberlain and I yeah, was just yeah, like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. wow, they are really packing
1: <laughs> into sex jokes.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, what's funny about the Wilt Chamberlain joke is no kid's going to really get what that joke no. is. No, but as you get older, you like okay. Okay. The other
1: thing that was really funny because you talked about the the cologne thing, but he also puts um, Eric's deodorant under his ballsack. Yes. And he swallows mouthwash, which, by the way, First of all, the swallowing mouthwash thing, I could see the logic, and I was like, I saw that as a kid. For majority of high school, I swallowed mouthwash. I. I I swear to God, <laughs> I would swallow because I was like, "To me, that logic made a hundred percent sense. If you burp, it'll come up minty fresh." That is- <laughs> again,
0: it, it's stupid, but it makes good passive sense it to a child. Says, it yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, so then we actually get to the party. All of this was can just a lead up. Can to I the just party? say one thing, Corey's? Saying he has deodorant in his pants, is he trying to get laid? Is he preparing for to get laid? Why would that be a thing for him?
0: I don't know. That's a very good question because I thought, who do you think is going to be down exactly. there? Exactly. Like- you
1: need to make your 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 ball smell good. <laughs> By the way, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I've I've thought this before as a kid. Do not make the same mistakes I did. I was <laughs> curious about. I was curious about. Hey. <laughs> I want to make sure I smell good down there. Tell me you did. I know I you did. put deodorant. I you did right on. No. my boys. No, my boys in the hood and can i tell you that shit burned so bad <laughs> that i went to the bathroom i was like trying to get it out i was screaming and no one was home and i just had to deal with this <laughs> and uh, guys Yo,
0: the story of latchkey kids like they gotta be some amazing moments because you go through so many things by yourself yeah and you're just
1: like a I had to deal with this really important (laughs) moment and there was no (laughs) one. No one told me. Uh, yeah, so there's better (laughs) ways to take care of that and please don't make the mistakes I did. You know,
0: honestly, it's really funny because I'm just thinking about this. When you, at that age especially, you don't know. Not only do you not know, um, but what I was going to say is there is no deodorant. I mean, like, there's powder now, which I think is what most people should use and it's like the thing to do. But, um, that situation just gets a scent that maybe Corey was just like it's starting to smell down there and something's gotta go yeah and (laughs) it is there's just if you've ever been around a teenage boy where it's like you can smell it
1: yeah it It, specifically you you smell it Uh, uh, so it does like as a kid you're like yeah put deodorant on it why not this is also a pit that stinks (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: <laughs> oh my god. So we get we go to the party. And again, Corey arrives And almost like immediately They show the dorks on the couch And Corey's just like He's happy to be there And he does the thing Where he keeps introducing himself Where he's
1: just like a, Hi, I'm Corey Matthews Like she didn't give him the invitation And she doesn't give him the time of day She's still bitching it up Hardcore She
0: kind of even plays to her parents You know,
1: she's just like she's, Oh, I'm so happy hi, you're here Ms. Hi, Corey So happy you came and yeah, exactly <laughs> And then completely throwing them Shade to his face Exactly Melissa, Why are you even having this party? Well, she said originally the party was she made the guest list, but her parents found the guest list and changed it. Yo. Let's talk about this for a second. Go for. They're in their first semester of a new school. Who the hell are these parents to know who the good kids are and who the bad kids are? Now, granted, I know Sean probably was on the news for blowing up <laughs> a mailbox. I can get that, but he should have been the only. Like, I know it doesn't make sense for all of these kids to not have been invited. Well, all of them, no. But also, I feel that what they kind of hint at is that we've
0: known these kids for a while. For example, uh, Corey, Sean, Topanga, we know that they've all been yeah. in the same high school. So even though we've all, always only seen them in one class, it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of new kids. You, We haven't yeah, really... Yeah. I mean, with the exception of Desiree in the last two episodes, <laughs> we didn't really get like a new kid in school. Oh, and yeah. Wendy. But like that's just yeah. it. They're so new that everyone knows who... Day the on. new person yeah. is so i just i just assume that the parents are like we've seen all of you and again they're just like that's what she says people who are pa
1: Parental, parental approved. Approved, yeah. It's the worst thing you can be, Corey. <laughs> and
0: she, yeah. She
1: my was, parents love you. Which they say that as is a negative thing. That will come back around and be a very big positive. I, I'm great with parents. I I'm, yeah, you I'm know, actually really good with parents. Yeah, you know, I'm about to meet my girlfriend's parents. Exactly. I'm super nervous about exactly. it. Exactly. Also, not really because I'm great with parents. I'm really good with yeah, parents. Yeah, and you know what? I was PA and I think I'm better off for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely I uh, Same here, I I was always, I was PA, I was TA I was just, like, always, like, that person who got along with adults
1: Yeah uh, And it's, that charm has definitely gotten me around in life, so Yeah, Corey realizes it's, it's a geek party He's like, oh no, I'm dangerous, I'm risky And he goes into, like, his Melissa yeah, He grabs her like, Grabs her, like, tilts her down And you know what? Melissa's like okay, okay. Yeah, she's down. okay <laughs> give it to me and then he's like yeah this isn't me <laughs> yeah. she's like I knew it and, and I was just like, like damn girl you are harsh
0: well not only that but that was an intense few because here's the thing you Especially when we talk about consent and all this other stuff. When he grabs her, uh, for a moment, I'm like, what is this? You know, she could have reacted in any way. But she's like, okay, Corey, what's up? Come you and get this, yo. Corey. And that was when I was like, yo, this is, this is what being young and naive is all about. Yeah. Because he's getting all the signs. She's like... Go for
1: it And he's, he's And he immediately Drops the ball And it's one of those things Where he's like a, You had it like, <laughs> It was one of those things Where he's like I got there And then I just didn't know What to do next <laughs> Exactly But this is This is what The whole Is this a makeout
0: party The whole cool thing Yeah Dude You would've been cemented Like had you Like you go there You grab Melissa You make out with Melissa She's like Wow Oh my god Corey I, took initiative you, Immediately Skyrocket in popularity. Yeah, and what does Corey do? Corey's like,
1: ah, I'm in over my head. <laughs> and I think this just goes to show that, like you need to understand what's in your comfort level and i yeah. think that's one of those things that as a kid we all have to kind of learn that like not everything is for us yes and that's such a hard thing to learn like you, it, like we all have different timelines that's another thing that like comparing yourself i know girls did that a lot with like who got boobs first and things like just comparing yourself it's i, I think we still do that social media we yeah. still compare ourselves Again, on th- side. very very
0: good point so we get this moment where Corey has a chance and he realizes that you know it's a geek party, and he feels bad, uh, and that's when Melissa says the whole thing about like Sean. Sean was like the first person removed from the list, which
1: <laughs> I I can see that.
0: Yeah, again, there's the, especially with Sean being the way. Again, last episode when Sean was like my girl, yeah, I was just like. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, is it because Sean lives in the trailer? See, I think I didn't mention it, but I think that
1: that's why Sean thinks he didn't get it. I think so too. And I, I to him, like the reason why he thinks, like, because later on he's like, "What, Corey? You think you're too cool to talk to me?" Yeah. Like, I you see this sensitivity throughout the series yeah. of Sean feeling so insecure a about. Few episodes his we got the mention of the trailer park again. Yeah, and it just continues to play a part as we go deeper into Sean's character. Like there was that mention, I forget which episode it was in, where. uh Corey's like, isn't your uncle sleeping like yeah, that? Yeah, now? yeah, She's yeah. Like, yeah you know, okay. He won the lotto and stopped talking to us for $6. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where, uh, you know, this is something that Sean is insecure about, even though we're not seeing it outright. We're seeing the, the subtle hints of it.
0: Yeah, no, and, and that's what I'm saying. My first thought was that Sean thinks that it's him. Sean yeah. actually does think, oh, I'm not good enough Corey again has his perfect life has the house has all this other stuff has the family and I'm going to be left behind because I don't have it I don't have those
1: things. And typically, what we, what we would have seen from Sean is this whole thing of him being insecure about losing Corey, losing his family, but instead we again, just continue to see him be so supportive of Corey, even though he's continuously being a jackass to Sean. Exactly. And I, I, I think it's it's one of those things
0: where Corey, we forgive Corey because Corey's oblivious. You know He's what I mean? He's learning. He doesn't know he doesn't he know. He, doesn't he know. really doesn't... He doesn't see it. And the thing about Corey is once he does see it, he completely behaves differently. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he tries to do better. Sure. But it's, again, that's when he knows. Once he, if Corey doesn't see it, Corey, like, almost will rub it in someone's face yeah. constantly. So like, can you believe how much good luck I've gotten? And that person's sure. just sitting there.
1: But <laughs> there's always an aha moment for Corey. Yeah, exactly. with exactly. And I think the aha moment comes when, you know, Corey and Sean are talking at Chubby's, which, by uh, the way, uh, uh, oh. Alright, so, we're, we're leaving one area, we're
0: moving, because at the party, before we leave the party, all I wanted to say is, we're at the party, and... Um, the other girl whose name I mentioned earlier Miss Wilder or something like that yeah Miss Wilder Wilder comes in and she's just like hey there's a cool party happening at Chubby's you should get out of this room to Melissa Melissa straight up bounces she's just like she leaves her own party once the chips are done y'all get out (laughs) this girl leaves her own damn party that is a whole other level she doesn't even ask them to leave you don't care enough to actually ask them to leave your house and also like
1: you I I mean... I had a few parties at the house when I was growing up, like birthday parties, things like that. Your, your parents are so like, hey, you're cleaning up afterwards, right? Like, well, no, again, this- I
0: think the whole point is she just doesn't care about them. She doesn't care
1: so much that, she, again, she doesn't, yeah, exactly, she's like, not like, hey guys, party's over. She's just like, you know what? She doesn't care to tell anyone. She's not telling her parents that they're strangers unattended downstairs. But what is cool is that, like, she jets and then Corey goes over and tells the other so-called geeks, like, hey, this is a geek This is a geek party. A geek party. They left. I and love this part because this is when the... This is the alternative friends moment. Yes. I don't think any girls are coming.
0: Oh, well, we don't mind. We're all friends. Yeah, we like hanging out together. We're very comfortable with what we are. <laughs> parties come and parties go. But you always have your friends. That... Is why Ubaldo is so cool They really don't care They're like this is a geek party They're like oh you know you win some you lose some And they really like they don't Sure, They don't even think twice about it Because they're with the people that matter to them
1: And this is the same message we're getting throughout the episode That the cool thing to do is be cool to your friends And even I think Alan says that Alan says that before you leave He's like the cool thing is to remember who your true friends are Exactly, And that just continues to And finally Corey eventually gets it
0: (laughs) Well no Corey doesn't because what happens is Corey gets to chubbies and when Corey can
1: we pause yeah this is our first time at chubbies is this our first time at Chubby's? This is our very first time. Oh at my chubbies. god! When I'm I, so when I happy. saw, I was like, I actually went through and I was like, I was looking through the other episodes, like scan through them. I was like, do we see chubbies Do we see chubbies No, this is the first time. This is our first time. And at it's chubbies. interesting because we see it through like, oh, this is Jonathan's first time coming here, and so it's almost like that we have a new character kind of exploring this new area, and everyone's just like, oh yeah, it's Chubby's. Like, huh? Yes. Yeah. Sh- Sean goes up to Corey. Hey, I got the Chubby fries. Yeah. Yeah, Chubby's is such a
0: staple in Boy Meets world yeah. that I honestly didn't even blink twice that this is our first time here yeah. because it's such a staple that I was like, oh, we've been here. Yeah. I'm so happy that you noticed. Yeah, that this it, first
1: it, time. It, it's one of those sets too that are just so familiar and just so home. Um, everyone in the world is at this place. It's super popular. I imagine like I, I don't know where they would be in Philadelphia, but I mean, the next episode we do mention that they are in the suburbs. Yeah, and so I imagine that this is just one of those mom and pop places down the street where the kids can walk to. Yeah, um, because everyone in the school is there. Everyone's there It's really close Uh, It's kid friendly It's It's, one of the places that all the central characters can walk to
0: I do want a Chubby Burger I'm not gonna lie I would love a Chubby (laughs) Burger What's funny is that
1: there actually is a (gasps) a Philly cheesesteak place In Philadelphia called Chubby's Not related to the show at all But there is a place (laughs) called Chubby's Uh, Alright, we gotta go there at some point in time We have to do an episode there (laughs) Oh my god You think I wouldn't? I would love to Um,
0: But anyway So I like that you mentioned that uh, First of all Before we get into the rest of the This is our second time With Harley and the gang and, again, we get – what I liked about this is there's this uh, – another setup with Frankie and Joey where Frankie's like Frank, – No,
1: Harley gets the high score on the pinball machine and uh, heart of uh, uh, – Joey points out. He's like, oh, man, uh, no one's going to beat that, right? And then Frankie says – What are you what saying? What are you saying? Sometimes at night I like to write poetry. <laughs> this is where I paused. Yeah. Because – bro we learned that frankie does like to write poetry so, so everything else does this, this mean that. that he has insensuous thoughts about his sister is he gay all of these things are now possibilities because the <laughs> this one thing is a hundred percent true and what we should look at is how many of the other things actually come to pass and that way we can do like a racial well i will say i don't think frankie ends up having a sister he has a sister the way sean had a sister because <laughs> we never you no know no What i'm just saying
0: is like, not necessarily that, but to put weight on the sister and the gay thing, we have to look at what else uh, Frankie says in the future and how likely those are. Well, because this, that moment where he's like uh, but th- wait, wait, wait. All I want to say is this is, goes back to Joey being so supportive. Yeah. Because Joey goes right into it. He's like, no, I'm not saying that, but like I'm interested. Are they oh, soliloquies? For- are yeah. they sonnets? <laughs> Let's like- talk about it. <laughs> I think I'm really proud of you, bro. And I just like, again, I love it so much. It was That was a great moment for me. Guys, okay.
1: please let us know. Do you think he ha- he has a crush on his sister? <laughs> is is he gay guys you don't have the answer sway <laughs> <laughs> so moving on moving on we go
0: to uh as we said Corey goes to Chubby's because that's where this party is, uh, and when he gets there, Mr. Turner's there. He's there for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, again, he they he kind of mentions that he came in to just kind of check it out, but like there, uh, like a whole crowd came in mob all of scene. a sudden. Yeah. It's a mob scene, um, and then he does two things. One, he's like, "Oh, you remember that party? I made the wrong decision." So I like that. A, Corey owns up to it. He's like, Alerts. I made the wrong decision. And then immediately after, Mr. Turner's like, yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> yeah, knew.
1: You don't listen to me in class. I knew you wouldn't listen to me in life. I and, loved that line. And that I was loved a great it. Line. Like Mr. Turner was like, I'm going to let him make this mistake. What? Yeah.
0: Well, well, what he did was he was about to leave once yeah. he saw. He's like, Sean's here. And he's like. Sean's in the center of the group.
1: Corey didn't
0: feel like he was good enough to go up to his best friend. Because Corey's extremely insecure. And to Corey, because he, again, he made a big deal about the party and he said that it was a cool party. All of that was Corey. So when you take that, Corey gets to where the actual cool party is and he removes himself. Because, again, Corey's doing all of this manipulation. No one has told Corey, you're not cool or you're not good enough. Uh, But
1: But, what I do love is that's when he goes... I'm a geek! Yeah. And, like, the whole place gets quiet. He's like, oh, like, you didn't know. By the way, the cool party is just all the attractive kids sitting around the booth talking. Which is the cool party. I mean, like, I mean, it has everything you need.
0: Atmosphere, music, food, food, hot people. To this day, get
1: any of those four things, and you're at a cool party. That's 100%. <laughs> uh, what I love is that Sean sees Corey, and he's just like, bro, I'm so happy to see you. Come over here. Dude, I got cheese fries, man. Let's chill. And he I love that he doesn't even think about like the party or just make that any weird thing. He's just happy to see. He's happy to see Corey.
0: Yeah. And and like mind you, Corey ditched him earlier tonight. He's happy to see Corey, even though Corey ditched him earlier. Yeah. And so Corey's like, Well, I don't want to interrupt with you and your friends. He's like, What friends? Because again, Sean's just like, These are Sean probably came, got fries, people surrounded him, and Sean was just like, Yeah, people just started talking. He didn't even realize (laughs) how many people were around. He did, and he's like, They'll make room. Again, Sean is making room for Corey. Well, and Corey did not do the same at first for Sean. No. Um because if we're being honest, he was competing with Sean. Yeah. And he thought he had a one up, but now that he saw that he was actually a step behind, he just can't he can't even accept that.
1: Yeah. To Corey it's all or nothing. And what I do love is that to me, we really see that Sean sees Corey not really as a but a family. Yeah. And that's that distinction of just like, I don't care about these other people at all, bro. We're, you know, we're, we're like, this isn't even a friendship thing. This is so much more than that, that like, you can go to that party and I don't care. Exactly. It's the iconic moment. It's such Where an iconic it's moment. It's
0: iconic and it's just a great synopsis of their relationship. Because he's like, So you think I'm cool? You
1: think I'm cool? Of course not. <laughs> then what am you I? You're Corey. I'm Sean. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? And I feel like we saw a small version of this in the previous season, like where there was like that you're Corey, I'm Sean, we're friends. That's always how it's going to be. And we'll continue to kind of see that throughout the show, because whenever there's that Corey and Sean having like a riff in their friendship episode, there's that moment where they're like, hey, we're being dumb. Let's remember, like, you're you, you, like, we're each other's people yeah. so i just love how it always comes back to that and that they have this just like eternal friendship that can't break no matter what's coming along well it's
0: not just that i think it's a good lesson of that We're, i'm not really sure that cory gets but they still the show says it which is like don't try to be because sean's like um I, either sean's like what do you want from me or cory says something along the lines like i want you to teach me how to be cool and I, Sean's just like don't try to be me don't yeah. try do your lane your lane is what makes you you and what makes you awesome is what makes me want to be around you and if I want to be around you again that's where he's like do I hang around with
1: geeks yeah you
0: know it's just like a. I don't hang around with people who are losers and I'm with you so you're not a loser and again I'm not sure if Corey really gets that this episode sure. but it is something that the show says and I think it's another lesson that as adults we Need to remember more of It's just like Your friend could be Doing better than you But if your friend's Your friend That doesn't matter Like why are you Making it a competition
1: Yeah And at the same time If you're doing better Than your other friend Don't forget where you came from and that again that's kind of that social media thing where like you see your friends traveling you see your friends doing all these things getting promotions and all this stuff and you just feel like you're left behind and you feel like you're less than you feel like you have to compare yourself you feel like people are judging you when no one's thinking about any of that i live in la i know these feelings on a regular (laughs) It's, it's just so symbolic i think to what we experience in that in that realm um question for you yes was there ever a moment where you totally doucheed out on a friend to do something that you would thought was cool? And oh, absolutely. Do you have any examples?
0: <laughs> uh I can't I can't think of any example right now, but I just like I know for a fact that I've gone to parties that like a friend shouldn't have gone to or yeah. couldn't have gone to or I've done things, I've hooked up with people, yeah. you know that you just should not have and you know, I'm not saying that like I'm a perfect person. I understand that that was wrong. And most of the time, I either immediately regretted it or, like, I grew to understand where I fell short. Sure. Uh, and I just tried to do better.
1: I, You know, for me, when I really think back at it, um, the way I did this was – when other people weren't around, I would talk shit about them. Uh, I was really bad, and not really, like, serious. Like, it would be jokes, but it would be my way of just, like, slowly, like, quite, like, low-key undermining them, affecting the way other people thought of that person because, to me, I thought that person was, like, super cool, or I thought that person had something that I didn't have. I have an exact example about this in high school, but I'm not gonna say it.
0: <laughs> I will tell you, and it's, it deals with you and Reed, but, but oh, I'm not I don't want to say anything on air Because we're not doing that But at the exact same time Either way Yeah I, I understand that I My whole thing Like just with that I don't try to I learned early on That when you do that When you like Try to undermine a friend Or bad talk someone it just looks bad on you oh yeah especially if people don't bite into it yeah you know like I mean even if they do it they still they still think that about you but if they don't bite into it it's even worse sure. and so because of that I've honestly like to this day I don't say anything about you that I won't say to your face now don't get me wrong there are plenty of times where I was like
1: I never thought I would have to say this to your <laughs> yeah, face yeah, yeah. but now that you've called me on it yeah let's have this conversation Sure. <laughs> but yeah it would be that thing where I wouldn't initiate it but as soon as I heard someone Says, like, talk shit about one person, I would just drop in that joke. Uh huh. And, and you're right. It's like when you get a laugh, you're just like, all right, I, you know mission accomplished but when you don't and you're just or have you ever been around like uh, a group of friends and like someone just keeps bringing up someone else who's not even there and it's just like dude dude, this person is obsessed (laughs) like they keep bringing this person (laughs) up over and over again I was like a Mean Girls where it's like she's like
0: I can hear people get tired of me bringing it up but I couldn't stop Stop. and that's the thing it's like you become
1: like you get enjoyment from like talking shit about someone else you become addicted to that negativity exactly and it just becomes
0: so evident my best friend when we moved here uh, one of the really big challenges that we had was when we first moved to LA he had a job and he was traveling and he was like he had money because he had a job yeah and other stuff and I was stuck in the house unemployed and you know just like not doing anything and it created this rift between us Yeah, because there was like this jealousy of me being like oh you have everything things are going well for you I'm struggling and kind of undermining his accomplishments and his happiness Yeah, uh, because I wasn't getting anything and because I didn't feel uh, secure enough and we actually had one of these moments where he was like dude I love you and he's like I'm here for you you're the one who's pushing me away I don't have anything to do about this i'm not competing with you sure. i've never tried to compete with you that's all coming from you and i had to own up to that and be like you're right you've never once been like a oh uh this is me against you
1: no that was all from my um, most of the time whenever i have like shit like that with my friends where there's that comparison there's that competition it's always for me projecting my own insecurities on other people yeah exactly uh and so i <laughs> we got into deep
0: <laughs> this is, yeah i mean i think this, uh, this is is a great episode for that very reason. Yeah. It brings up very realistic, very contemporary things. 100%. All right, so let's do this
1: little bumper where Alan... Uh, where Amy basically <laughs> buys some very conservative lingerie, whispers in Alan's ear, hey, we can do anal. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what happened? They do anal. <laughs> <She's> yeah, like, <laughs> that's what she says. She's like, we can do anal. And then he immediately hops off the... Knowing that he has that vitamin, that vitamin dick in him, <laughs> that he would jump off the couch for it. And that's exactly what
0: he not. does. I literally, to my mind, I was like, what could she buy? Shh, they do anal. Yeah. <laughs> they do, well, first of all, they do anal because there's no other else. And he goes, we could do it twice. So. Yeah, he's trying to get saying. in that brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm happy for them. They have a very loving man. And he
1: grabs the dick pills on his way up he as does. if to say, like, oh, yeah, we're going to go all night. Dude, I got 60 pills in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get some. I mean, again, I've. I
0: have a lot to say About their marriage And their dynamic But they definitely Love each other And And Alan smashes
1: Yeah yeah. Boom boom (laughs) Boom boom (laughs) (laughs) Boom boom Okay uh, So bro moment Did you have one? I think the bro moment Would be How much of a bitch (laughs) this girl was to literally everyone and everyone just allowed it because of how attractive she was <laughs> to me that drove me off the damn wall Corey why do you think this girl is so cool like she is not cool to anyone <laughs> in the episode not even her friends like she even says to like a, a girl who's like kind of her friend in the beginning she's like uh, yeah you hope you get an invitation yeah. i just like wow like this girl needs to go away <laughs> well I mean we don't
0: see much of her no, 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 but no, no. Um, my Honestly, my bra moment, the moment that like holds up and um, it, it kind of tied into the Feeny lesson for me, which is this whole idea, as you said, with the social media thing of know who your friends are, yeah. even when you make it big. That was one of those things where I was like, not only is this the lesson of the episode, but it does a really good job at being... Just timeless. It's it's a yeah. one where it's like a you look at it now and with followers and projects and all this other stuff. Uh, getting older, fame, family, yeah, social all this influence. Stuff. It's just like yeah, yeah. It 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 means something, but the only way that you're really cool is when you don't forget the people
1: yeah and that's what i have written as like my feeny lesson was what uh turner said to Corey about you know it's don't get carried away what other people think because that wouldn't be cool
0: exactly okay so uh grades what are you giving this one
1: yo son i'm giving this episode an a Oh, you're gonna give it an A? I'm giving this episode an A. I think that this was solid writing. I thought the episode moved along. I was never like, I, you know what? But B plus. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was gonna give it a B plus, and you made me do that. But no. I- because of Alan Alan's the reason why this episode got to be Alan.
0: Alan here's the thing Alan and also the Harley gang stuff it doesn't really have like a a, a place it's great I think it's good but it's just unnecessary yeah and it's one of those things where it's like if this was a Netflix show that stuff could have been cut and we could have just gotten like a 20 minute episode yeah uh, instead of like that filler part
1: but uh i do i do like this but what i will say the thing that really connects those b and c stories to Corey is the insecurity in male insecurity i just agree prolific and causing damage left and right to everyone in these people's lives when will men step up siege <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to figure that out
0: all right so are you are you giving it a B-plus? B-plus. No, yeah, I've read it. B-plus. Two B-pluses. All right. Uh, so that is the episode. Hello. oh Thank uh, – God. This was a good one. I really liked it. I loved this episode. I really, I really yeah. liked it. I really liked this episode. I like where we go with this. Um, all right. So homework. Do you have any homework?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, I have uh, an album that I found that I'm really enjoying – and it is currently by an artist by the name of priscilla renee and it's called colored and um it's so interesting because she's a a black woman artist but she does like kind of country and she's from florida Hmm. which i really liked and Hmm. like i hear the florida influence of like these kind of like you know, because we grew up in Florida and we had a lot of country influence and you yeah. hear that in her music a lot um, and I just never heard like a black woman's take on country before and I just thought it was so interesting not the whole album is that like there's so many varieties of genres that she plays around with but specifically like this was something I thought that was super interesting so yeah. um, just the, it's, it's one of those things where um, even as black people we often feel like black is one thing and I love it when a Black people come and be like No, black yeah. can be anything. Yeah, guy. Yeah,
0: I mean like My brother He's Puerto Rican, not black But he literally Messaged me the other day From the Brett Eldridge concert Yeah And like me and him Were like singing along And like Oh my god, I love this song and, Yeah, yeah there, It's a, It's a thing Where it's like a a lot of people don't expect me to know as much country as I do and to like as much country. Yeah. I remember Reba McIntyre before I remember <laughs> Cher. Like, I'm just saying, like, if yeah. I'm being very honest, I knew more about Reba, and I think I've said this before, one of my first
1: karaoke songs was Achy Breaky Heart. Um, <laughs> Achy Breaky Heart was a sensation, bro. 94, nonstop.
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying that, like, Country is very much a part of me, and it's both unexpected and like just not around very often. Like I love going line dancing and all this other stuff. That's so such that's a cool. nostalgic part of ours. It Tom is. It himself. is. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love it. It's it's crazy. All right, uh, so that's good. Definitely
1: check it out. Uh, yeah. You said it was the album was colored by Priscilla Renee.
0: Okay, uh, and my homework this week will be we mentioned it earlier. Check out. Won't you be my neighbor? Can't wait to see it. The Mister Rogers document documentary. I don't know why I like documentary, Uh, but anyway, check it out. It is all the fields, and again, it really ties back into this episode's theme of being yourself Uh, and all that means uh, emotionally, physically, just appreciating who you are at this moment. Yeah, Uh, and. Definitely check it out. You will not be disappointed uh, and you will cry. <laughs> I'm preparing to. <for laughs> you it. will cry. Okay, so that is our episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to Brown Meets World. Remember, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Make sure to leave us ratings. I've read a few of the ratings that make me happy. Uh, we've gotten a few. Keep doing that. We can
1: always use more.
0: Yep. And, uh, you know, next week I will read from the mailbag because we've gotten some. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, some, also, uh, guys, please remember to send us your suggestions for the gang uh, yeah, Harley's we gang we gang really names. need some gang names yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> we need gang names yeah. uh, and uh, remember to follow us on all the things at Bro meets world uh, and emails at bra at gmail.com you can find me
1: on twitter at extra siege that's x-t-r-a-c-e-e-j uh, where you at you can find me on instagram at a brave me um, you can also just like you know hit me up <laughs> <How>? <laughs> just just like just just like call me okay, just call me find yeah. my number stop yeah. me <laughs> please guys do an internet search of me really dive deep you're gonna find some things that are gonna be shocking and I'm 100% okay with you're it. gonna get a swim fan and a I will love it because swim fan the movie is underrated and then b yes. <laughs> guys my Zanga and MySpace are still active. Go out there, find I those had gems. My Zanga
0: uh, removed.
1: Did they remove it?
0: No, 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 they removed it from me because like I found um, like an old one of those quizzes, which I found out is just so people can get all your information. One hundred percent. And I was like, "Yo, take that down." And These are like, all yeah,
1: passwords.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. They're like, "Take that down," and I was like. Uh, Uh I don't remember my password. They're like, well we can remove all of it. And I was like, all right, yeah, do that. And then like immediately I was like, wait, can you like just reset it or something? And she was like, I already deleted it, bro. I was like, dude, that quick. She was like, yeah, it's gone. (laughs) So luckily enough, I had printed out, I kid you not, I have printed out each and every one of my
1: Zango post I did it like 10 years ago I have a word doc <laughs> all of my Zango post <laughs> with the photos and everything I yeah okay thank you guys so much again uh, TC you wanna get us out? yeah if you guys could do us one big favor remember to dream remember to try and guys you guys remember to do good do good do good do good <laughs> <laughs> that's what Mr. Rogers was. yes he <laughs> did so much good <laughs> later, later bro. later bro.